0: Welcome to the Everything Coworking Podcast, where every week I keep you updated on the latest trends and how-tos in coworking. I owned and operated coworking spaces for eight years and then served as the executive director of the Global Workspace Association for five years. And today I work with hundreds of operators and community managers every month allowing me to bring you thought-provoking operator case studies and inspirational interviews with industry thought leaders to help you confidently stay on top of what's important and what you can apply to your own role in the co-working industry. Welcome to the Everything Co-working Podcast. This is your host Jamie Russo. Thank you for joining me. Okay. So, I'm going to call this episode the modifier to last week's episode, and I must be honest, I wanted to delete last week's episode because I was so fired up. I feel like recording that was like when you write an email, when you're mad about something, and you send it instead of saving it to drafts. I was like, "I'm posting this thing. And you know, I'm not sure I should have, but on the other hand, I was very passionate about the topic. um but you know, I was reflecting on it. And if you're on my newsletter, then I think I added a little more sort of clarity to my thinking in the newsletter on Wednesday. So after I'd, you know, slept on my frustration a little bit, but I wanted to talk even more because I, as I was writing the newsletter, I thought I said something in my newsletter that is actually true, which is that most of the people that go through my coworking space, sorry, my co-working startup school, which is our program that we have to help folks launch co-working spaces, most of them do not pursue a very traditional model. And that's either because there are a lot of people interested in pursuing non-traditional models or those that want to pursue something sort of unique and not exactly a straightforward co-working model recognize that they should get some professional guidance. And so they're more likely to sign up for something like the co-working startup school. So I'm not sure which it is. I see, you know, lots of unique spaces. We run a community manager program. So I talk to a lot of operators and a lot of community managers every month, and we see all sorts of different models. And so I'm afraid that I was a little too down the middle, sounding like I think you should, you know, there's only one type of model to create that is successful in co-working. That is not the case. What is the case, and this is what I see from my students, is that they are laser focused on finding a product market fit. And so they come to our startup school because they have an idea of an audience they want to serve. And it might be an audience that isn't ter- typically served by like a traditional co working workspace, or they've been inspired by a workspace and they want to do something slightly different for a very specific audience, usually. And so to me, that is the right way to be thinking about this business model. The sort of frustration I was feeling about this blog post that I referenced was that you need to be different just to be different. And that is a recipe for disaster because to me, that is focusing on some sort of random differentiation that is not focused on getting the business model right. But if your business model is focused on serving a specific ideal member we call that your ideal co-working avatar or ideal customer avatar in our course then you are defining who you want to serve and then building your business around that and what we do in the course is try to make sure we think the model will still work and in my email version of my you know sort of rant from last week was basically that look there is a very specific model that tends to work really well if you are optimizing for profit, which some people are doing. And so we know what that looks like, and we can help you pursue that in our startup school. And we certainly see that. And that's sort of easy for me, right? Because then I just have to help you make sure you find the right location. And then we help you figure out what is it that optimizes that model. But we get lots of folks who are not interested in following sort of that traditional model that we know tends to work really well in terms of, you know, making sure there's there's profit every month. And so there's just more risk in that approach. But I will tell you that what I see and what is so, I think, much fun for me and inspiring about this industry is that there are a lot of different ways to approach it. There are a lot of different end users to serve. And that's what I think is also exciting about our industry is that most markets and that's you know part of my what i was trying to get across on my last episode is most markets are still wildly underserved by great third workspaces that you just need to figure out what that market needs and you can still do a pretty simple like 10,000 square feet 15,000 square feet 60% offices 40% open space or offices and meeting rooms and sort of closed space, but 40%, you know, flex space, cafe space, that kind of thing, get a really great location, get a really great lease and do really well. Again, lots of folks are interested in something more unique. So I talked about this a little bit with Alex from Proximity on the podcast a few episodes ago. We just kind of spitballed a little bit about like, what does he see people doing in the marketplace? And, you know, I wanted to reinforce that if you're working on something that doesn't sort of line up with the like really traditional model, I am definitely not saying that that is wrong, but make sure you do all the due diligence, make sure you really understand what makes the model work. This is what I kind of tell my students, like, look, here's what works really well. And here's what we know is really profitable. So if you're going to deviate from that, let's figure out how you're going to sort of make up for that. What is it that you're doing in your model? that will help you to be financially sustainable. Because while profit may not be everyone's motive, almost everybody needs the model to not lose money. So we don't want that. And that's, you know, what I really care about. You know, that's, you know, why I get into this is because a lot of you are, you know, raising money, um, using your personal savings. This is a business that often comes from personal bank accounts. And so we need to get that right. So, I have folks in my, I was just thinking, like, you know what? I'm going to scan through my startup school list. We see a lot of, and Alex and I talked about this, a lot of like medical therapy concepts. We're seeing a lot more of that come through. We have folks that are interested in serving very specific populations. I've mentioned this a couple of times. We have a group doing attorneys. I have a woman who's interested in helping people be closer to their faith at work. We have co warehousing. We have a, I won't like get into everybody's personal business, but I have someone who's on an island who's building this beautiful ecosystem that will kind of support the locals on an island where there's a lot of like remote work and tourism. So she's creating a workplace, a place for retreats. It's on a farm. It's amazing. She's amazing. That's really fun and a big challenge for me to kind of help her kind of tackle this from scratch because it is so unique. Just looking at, we have, yep, there's somebody else who's from another country. We have a team of women who are serving artists in their area and focusing on events. So, you know, some of these folks I work with one-on-one. So we have an accelerator program that goes with the startup school. And that's usually when I can really dig into people's pro formas. We don't usually do a lot of pro forma work in our group calls, but when I can get in deep and work with folks. They add on, you know, this accelerator aspect. Then we dive into their pro formas, and they just are super confident about their product market fit, and they're, you know, being really thoughtful about who they're serving and exactly what these folks need. And actually, the woman I mentioned who lives on an island, she just did a survey. I always tell my students to, you know, sort of validate, understand what people are looking for. She got a hundred responses in like a day. I was like, oh my god, record setting. It was amazing. I'm just looking for, oh, we have, I see folks here and there doing spaces that are also serving, again, the religious theme, like, okay, churches only get used, you know, sort of on the weekends, really underused. And people want to bring, you know, that community and that faith aspect into more directly into the community. So I have somebody who just launched, I think he's in Ohio, and it is sort of part place where he can host it. He's a pastor. He can host his services on the weekends and do evening groups, and then also have a workspace in a place for community events. So he probably is also not 100% focused on generating profit. He wants a place that makes a really big impact for the community, but he also doesn't want to lose money, right? We have a woman in another small market. She's awesome. I'm going to get her on the podcast. She is working with entrepreneurs in a smaller market, and she does coaching and really, kind of like I would say, economic development focused. And so her space is really for the people that she works with and the broader community. And, like I said, I'm hoping if you know who you are, I'm going to talk you into being on the podcast. And, yeah, a couple more medical folks. I mean, we just like super interesting across the board, women focus two women, female focused spaces, two quite different, one smaller, one very large, one that has a great niche. I'm not going to give away their niche. It is. Sort of government based. I work with them one on one also. So, just really across the board, folks doing applying the shared space community workspace model to niches or serving folks that they already serve and they need space for that. Oh, we just had someone finally open. She's been working, Dina Saunders, and I think she's Green Pines Media. I also want to have Dina if you're listening. Please come on the podcast. She is such a unique end user. She's doing workspace, but also gallery space for youth who have been in the foster system and are into music and arts and need that ecosystem to help them learn how to, you know, build an income, you know, do their work and have a place where they can put their work up, they can perform and that supports them and helps them learn how to monetize their work. So amazing, right? So again, I these I love working with these folks, and I also want them to create a model that is sustainable and profitable as much as that is a focus for their business. So again, a big modifier to kind of my antsy, but I you know the childcare thing is a really thing that sets me off because it is a very hard model, and I know so many people want to do this, and that was one of the differentiating items, and I. I think the writer took it off. So <laughs> I talked to someone else again today, and she's a new podcast listener. So hello, if you're listening to this one. And I feel like I'm like the bubble burster when people bring up this topic, but it is hard. And I have done due diligence on this. I have spoken with people who help people launch daycares, and they walk me through why it is so hard. It's a very, very hard model. And every time I bring this up, somebody you know really wants to do it but there's a lot of evidence that it's just very hard to do for co-working spaces. So I'm not saying, and you know what, if you're listening and you have a profitable arm of your shared workspace, that is, and I know some folks do. So Pillar Coworking was on the podcast. They offer full-time daycare. So lots of challenges to that. They've been on the podcast. So you can go back and listen to that one. If anyone else is listening, doing well with the model, please reach out. But you know, you have to tread really carefully. And I, it's not my job to coach people out of ideas, but it is my job to help people understand the risk that they're taking. You know, I can't make decisions for folks. The decisions are ultimately yours to make, but I want you to do your due diligence and understand exactly, you know, sort of the risk you're taking in terms of deviating from what we know is, you know, a profitable model and easy to recruit for and easy for the end consumer to understand. You know, I talked to somebody else today in a smaller market, And I walked him through like, you know what? You might have some educating to do because you are in a market that probably doesn't know much about co-working. So know that you're going to have a little bit of a heavier marketing lift. So I just always want people to kind of go into the risk that they're taking, eyes wide open. And it's hard to talk entrepreneurs out of things that they're passionate about. I also would make sure to be clear that I think the exciting thing about this model is that you could have two spaces that are 10 to 15,000 square feet with 60 to 70% enclosed office space and some flex space that are entirely different, right? One could be more formal, more conservative. One could be like industrial chic. One could be for women. Okay. I had a woman and I have not met her yet. So hello, if you're listening, she joined our academy and her space has like a Cinderella coach in it. It is, fabulous. That's the only word to use. It's whimsical, fabulous. I don't know. I cannot wait to meet her because I can only imagine how exciting she is as a human. So you, no two spaces are alike, right? And so I think there's so much room for being different, but making sure that we're not being different for the sake of di- being different. We're being different for the sake of attracting our ideal customers and making our business model work. And when I say business model work, again, you know what your profit goals are and you hit those, you know, maybe not in the first year, but once you get kind of stabilized is the word I'm looking for, then we want the model to look like you expected it to. And if you are doing crazy things just to be different, but you can't monetize the value of that difference, that's where I get concerned. But we're still in a space where you know folks i mean i don't even have a co-working space in my town i was walking with my family yesterday it was a national holiday for here for in the us for those who presidents day and so we went out to lunch i did a call with bulgaria in the morning and then i did a call with the community manager group for the Flexible Workspace Association in Australia in the afternoon. So I did some work with folks who don't celebrate President's Day, which is kind of fun. But anyway, we were walking and there's a new, brand new, beautiful commercial building. And actually, I need to send it to Mara Hauser. Mara Hauser, if you're listening, I need a co-working space. I need a 25 north in that building. If anybody else is listening who would like to go in there, I'm hoping there needs to be a co-working space on the third floor. It's beautiful. Brandy building, nice and modern, and like really tall ceilings. I can tell on the third floor with tons of windows. So we don't even, in my immediate town, don't even have a co-working space. And we could probably use three of them for different focuses, maybe more. And so there are lots of places that are still open to fresh ideas that are slightly different and attract people who want something slightly different out of their workspace. And there's just unending opportunity for that still. So... What I want to say is that what I want for you, if you're working on a space or expanding your space, is I want you to get the model right. Lots of people do not. So you want to understand what makes the model work, and you want to understand where you're going to deviate from that and what that means and how you want to compensate for that to make sure that you can still meet the goals that you have for the business. And if you're going to do a traditional space, then you want to make sure you know kind of what makes the model work and that you do those things. And it's different for every marketplace. And so you have to, again, really understand your market and who you're serving and then build to serve them and build for the model. So that's all. I'm much calmer than last week. That's my usual self, but sometimes I get a little fired up because I care and I want you guys to be successful. So we are here anytime to help you in the co-working Startup School or our Accelerator program. And we have kind of different versions of our Accelerator program, depending on how much support you need. We have been getting some calls from landlords that need kind of the full suite of help to get up and running or to help evaluate their model. If you're you know curious about the model and have some questions, we do advisory calls. We've been getting a lot of folks actually from our YouTube channel, which is really fun. So you can find all the things, all the ways that you can work with us on the website under work with us. And the website is you know, still working on getting kind of an update going on there, but we've been trying to make it easier to find what you're looking for. So anyway, different is not necessarily bad, but we want different to be intentional and we want it to align with your ideal member and be monetizable and get some help. Get some help if you're working on opening a space or optimizing your model and looking towards a second location. And that is it for this week. I hope you guys are having a great week. For those of you that had a long weekend, I hope you went somewhere warm and fabulous or somewhere interesting and got a little break. We did not get a break. We did have a beach day on Sunday. It was gorgeous, 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 like 60 and sunny, wonderful. So that was really nice. So I hope you're having a great week and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, tell a friend, hit that subscribe button and leave us a rating and review. It makes a huge difference in helping others like you find us. If you'd like to learn more about our education and coaching programs, head over to everythingcoworking.com. We'll see you next week.